Let's get real. Who wants to have another surface level conversation? Not us. I'm Samantha. And I'm Christian. Two friends having raw but truth-filled conversations about the messiness of life. So buckle up and don't be shy. Because, yep, we're We're going going there. there. Hello, we are back for another fun Going There episode. And we are talking to two friends today, which is fun because Christian and I are off-air besties. And so it's fun to get to talk to another friendship group. So hi, guys. How are you? Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. Yes, guys, today we have Amy and Jess with us. And it's always fun when we get to bring you guys interviews because obviously we've never even actually met these women in real life. But because online communities, we talk about how sometimes hard they can be and negative they can be, but they also have so much positive to them. Two girls being, you know, you guys didn't even know each other prior and met online. So it's just fun to get to meet you guys now and talk about what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys will introduce yourselves, tell everyone who you are, how you guys met, and a little bit about what you do. Sounds good. I'm Jess Johnston. I'm married. I have four children ranging from nine to 15. And I am telling you guys, my 15-year-old eats more than like 10 people at this moment. Yeah, how many gallons of milk are you going through a week? Oh, my word. I (sighs) I keep telling people this, but it feels like having an infant again, except for like every two hours, he needs like a cheeseburger and a protein (sighs) shake. That's hilarious. Insane. And then driving. I mostly drive. I'm like in... Yep unglorified uber yep my mom had four four kids and it was just like there were years where she's like i don't ever leave my minivan like a lot of memories in the minivan over the years right yes yes but i love it amy and i i'll let amy explain more but we met in a writer's group online and we just became very fast friends awesome that's awesome amy tell us a little bit about you what does life look like Well, it's funny. If I tell you where I'm sitting right now and what I'm doing, it'll probably describe my life really well. I am sitting in my kids' like game room, playroom, and I am having to like focus on this because I keep finding like, here's a cereal bowl, here's a spoon, here's this trash everywhere. (laughs) Nerf nerf guns, nerf bullets, there's laundry over there. So that's kind of my life. I have three kids (laughs) and we just, you know? Yeah. uh, We understand that for sure. Yeah. Kind of like I have a lot. I do a lot of laundry. I like a. It's weird to me. It's it's so much laundry, and it just keeps on coming. And I feel like I'm drowning in dirty clothes. Ooh, hot take. Do you separate your whites and darks, or do you do it all together? Lord have mercy, no. <laughs> okay, no. I don't know anyone what that you actually do. separates. I actually oh, separate. No. You know, you I, and I are different I than that. I don't know if I've broken it to my mom yet. Like I was very, I was taught very specifically. Like How growing do up, we had the white like not turned dark. The, they do well. My they friend, don't. my sister-in-law was like, I was like, why are your whites always so white? And she was like, Jess, I wash my whites only with whites. And I was like, Ugh. revolutionary ladies. I, I do. Yeah, that's what I do. Get dingy. I feel like I smile because there are some clothes that I don't put in the dryer, so that makes me feel like I'm very yes put together cold it comes out how it comes out and okay here's what i feel like i am not a super adventurous person like i'm pretty like i'm like built for comfort so but there are like two areas where i really like to push the envelope one is i will let my gas get really low just to see if i can do (laughs) like all right you're telling me i got 10 miles to go let's push that let's (laughs) see like 
9.5. Let's do it. Yeah, let's make it happen. And then <laughs> another, like, let's see what the laundry's coming out. Did it bloom? Yes. Did it, like a little bit. It's like my, that's like my wild side coming out. That's Rebellion. Initiation. Yeah. It's like initiation at my house. Like, yeah. can you survive the laundry cycle? If you can't, I'm sorry. You're, you're not staying. You can, I know. you can live on. Yeah. yeah. No, the key is definitely the cold water. And yeah, I'm like you. I will hang up my Lululemon stuff and that's about it. And the rest of it, it's like throw it all in. But anyways, you guys sound similar to us. We, though, are in the very beginning stages. I have a four and a half year old. Her oldest son just turned three or sorry, just turned four. So we're kind of like just getting into it. We both have two kids, but we're getting there. Yeah. Kind of looking up to women like you, like, oh, when you're talking about the eating and just friendship and middle school girls and all the things, I'm like, oh, it's a whole world that we don't There's really a lot know coming yet. for yeah. us. We don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. But why don't you guys share a little bit with us? You guys are authors of one book so far, about to be two. And so we're excited. Congratulations. I know it's probably a ton of work, but walk us through a little bit. What have you guys written so far? What are you planning on? And talk to us about this community of friendship and gals. Yeah. Well, our first book is called I'll Be There, But I'll Be Wearing Sweatpants. And it is kind of a roadmap for women on friendship. And really, when we wrote it, we kind of wrote it with the mindset of like, I had read a lot of friendship books. Clearly, Jess and I love friendship. We care deeply about it. You know, we've researched. I want to learn all that I can about friendship because I think it's so interesting. And it's so essential to a good full life, the way that we connect and, and do it with each other is so important. And our culture's kind of gotten away from that. And so just kind of wanting to bring people back towards this life of community. So we kind of wrote it with the mindset of like, I'd read a bunch of friendship books and I felt like they were all got really heavy on the like, friendship is awesome. You should have it. And really like the, okay, I get that. That's why I picked up the book. But if you could tell me how to do it, I would really appreciate it because I'm missing a step somewhere. <laughs> and so we wrote it from the mindset of, hey, I've been there too. You're not alone. It is hard. Let's just talk about it. And here are some small prescriptive ways and some steps that you can actually take to help get you where you want to be. So that was, I'll, I'll be there, but I'll be wearing sweatpants. And, you know, that's a roller coaster. That was a journey. It's, you know, a lifelong dream to write it and then to get to write it with your friend is really cool. I am a big fan of the best. It is. It's so much easier to do things with a friend. It is all so much better because Jess and I have our own pages and that's how we got started and run those. And then we run a page called Sister I Am With You together that is all about friendship. And it, you know, that one has grown to over a million followers. And that one is so much more fun to do it because you've got... (laughs) it with you like the hurt whenever somebody's mean it doesn't hurt as bad <laughs> when when it's fun it's like infinitely more fun so i'm a big believer in collaborations that's awesome it's interesting because when we started this podcast it's originally more geared towards like 20s and 30s and one of the main things we wanted to speak about first was friendship because that's kind of the thing you hear about in your 20s like leaving college maybe you're married maybe you're still single maybe you already have a kid it's like there's such a wide range in that age demographic and the number one thing we hear is how do i make friends and so it's interesting because now we've done multiple episodes on friendship and it's still the number one thing we get in our DMs or when we ask about episode ideas from our listeners is 
can you talk more about friendship? Can you tell me how to make a friend? I'm feeling really lonely. I feel like I don't have any friends. And it's like, we're all craving that so much, but the practical of figuring out how to do it, we kind of have said multiple times, like, you really just have to go do it. Like, you have to get some practicals and then you really have to put work into it because it's unlike college or grade school where you're kind of like handed through sports teams or classroom or, you know, sorority or things you're involved in in college. You're really handed people maybe that are like-minded or that you can find easily to click with. But in this part of our life, we really have to work hard at that. Yeah, it's so interesting. We know it's hard, but then we make it harder on ourselves. So like as you guys are writing that book, as you're talking to women about friendship, what are things that you have seen or heard of just ways that we even like personally make friendship harder on ourselves? Like why do we make it that hard? I think one of the big things is we just don't expect it to take work. I mean, that sounds really simple. But one of the chapters, Amy, I wrote the chapter, but Amy actually came up with the chapter name is you can't Amazon Prime your friendships. Because we're so used to just being out instant gratification. But friendship is really about small, intentional steps over time. And it's not something that just shows up on your doorstep. Oftentimes, especially like you're saying, you're done with college, you're just living your normal life, maybe you're in the chaos of work or kids or whatever it is, you have to like stop. That's what happened for me. I had to stop and realize, okay, I'm super lonely. And I I have no idea where to start. But I had to stop and say, okay, what am I going to do this week to pursue a new friendship? And it doesn't need to be some crazy, overwhelming thing. But it was just a small like, I'm going to go talk to someone at church. I'm going to introduce myself. (laughs) I'm going to start a conversation. And then it was, I'm going to invite these people over for dinner. It's just making those steps. Yeah, that it is so good, though, because I think as humans, we just don't like things that take a long time. Like you're saying, I mean, we can't Amazon Prime our friends. And we realize we need it like when we really, really need it. Like, what is that stat where you're like, if you're thirsty, you're already dehydrated. Like when you realize you need friendship in those moments, maybe you're walking through depression or you're walking through something hard. It like feels like you need like a best friend right now. So it's hard to remember that like it takes time to build that. So if we do little investments, then we'll have those friends when we go through those rough seasons. That's a good point because I think we have this mentality in a lot of areas of our life that we really don't need anybody else, especially in our culture. It's like you can get through it on your own. And so when life is going well, you might not see that you need friendship that much. But you're right. Like when you're in that despair, it doesn't just happen. Or you might look around. I feel like I've had girls tell me this. Like I kind of woke up and looked around and realized like everyone else seems to have this friend or this friend group or these people they can lean on. And I guess I've just been in la-la land and not really depending on people or letting people help me meet my needs or whatever it is. And then you're kind of like panicked about it. But that's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So talk to us about you're talking about how friendship takes intentionality. It takes time. Talk to us like how do we cultivate that then? Like what does that actually look like for the long game? Well, I think it looks like a million little teeny tiny steps. It looks like a million little I mean, instant gratification feels so good. Can we just be honest? Like, it feels so good. Like, if you are insecure, you want someone to come in there and swoop in and make us feel good about ourselves. And it just doesn't work that way. Nothing works that way. So it's like a a million little steps. Like, and there's some research on the amount of time that it takes to put in until someone really feels like a good, close, comfortable friend. And I wish I knew those stats off the top of my head. It's a long time. I'm guessing. I think it's 100 hours. (laughs) Wow. Right? Like 100 to 150 hours 
So even let's say you're having lunch with somebody once a week for an hour. That's going to take a mm. hundred until you get there. Yeah. That's going to take two years to feel like they're a really good yeah. friend. That's insane. Um, actually. Yeah. And that's okay. And I think that's one of the things that's telling people it's okay. It's okay. If the first time you hang out with somebody, you're like, it didn't click. Okay. It's not supposed to, it is supposed to be weird. It is supposed to be awkward. There is some uncomfortableness that will happen. And I think we all have this terrible fear of rejection. And I think that stops us from talking to people and it stops us from offering the invite and it stops us from trying. And God, I think if I could just tell women, I just want to like hug all of us and be like, you're okay. I promise you're okay. You're good. And you really do have what it takes. Even if you get told no a few times, it's okay. That's normal. Keep trying. Like I just dropped off. One of my friends is sick and I just, hey, what can I do? I've got an hour in between interviews. What can I do? And so I went and picked up her medicine for her and dropped it off on her front porch. It looks like that. It looks like a million tiny little coffee dates that you say yes to when you kind of want to say no. It looks like showing up when staying home would be easier. Sometimes it looks like hard conversations. Sometimes it looks like talking about your feelings and putting it all on the table. It looks like being vulnerable a lot. Like their real deep friendship doesn't work if you're not being honest and you're not being open about who you are. So I think it it just looks like, it looks like trying and it looks like continuing to go when you want to stand still, if that makes sense at all. It's just little teeny tiny steps of intentionality. You might think they're unimportant at the time, like turning down those invitations. Oh, I'm too tired. Like we saw that so much before the pandemic, so many memes, because we started this before any of that was a thing. So many memes that were just like, I want to be invited, but I'm not going to go, which I I totally... (laughs) I get it, but like we saw when the shut down, we saw an influx of people like, I'm sorry, I never came. But like, if you you think that those are such small decisions and they are like, you can't make every single thing, but each time you say yes, each time you show up, each time you make the investment, you are building a deep friendship. You might think it's small, but it's not. And if years go by and you never and you're very inconsistent, you're always canceling, you're never showing up, it's going to result in not very deep friendships. That's just how it works. Well, I think it goes too, and this is just my theory, that I do believe on some level, we are all scared of rejection. So if you continue to tell somebody no, and you continue Mm -hmm. to continue to tell them you're too busy, and you continue Mm -hmm. to not text, you are rejecting them, and you are not a safe them. Like that is what they're learning is that you're most likely going to say no. And so I think that's one of the things like I really believe I'm like, if you want someone to know that you will be there in the big moments, you have to show up in the small. Because if I have an emergency, I'm not calling somebody who normally declines my phone call. I'm asking someone for a favor who normally isn't available. You're going to rely on the people who have consistently been there. So those tiny texts, those tiny conversations, they mean something and they are building something greater. Those are the bricks that build a house. So you can't projecting people and then just expect like, no, they know I love them. Mm -hmm. 
That's also good. It reminds me, like, I remember thinking through friendship. I love people. I'm a huge extrovert. And I remember, like, coming out of college, getting married, having a couple kids. I was like, when do I hang out with my friends? And I went from this, like, consistency of, like, hanging out with, like, a friend every day to being like, oh, no, adult friendship looks like I may see, like, my best friends once a month. And that is, like, great. But it really called me into, like, I had to become really creative with my friend time. That then like I talk to girls that they're like, when do you have time? You know, I work full time and I'm a mom and I have like a side business. And I'm like, well, because I care about people, I'm not saying I do this perfectly at all people, but I'm saying like, it looks like when I'm going to the grocery store, me texting a friend and saying, hey, do you want to go to the grocery store with me? Like that is actually reality. What friend time looks like. We do a lot of target pickups together because it's just like 15 minutes there and back to just like chat quickly and catch up. And I think that's hard to kind of wrap our heads around because we think it has to be this like really perfect looking thing or it has to be this really like, Instagram worthy, like sitting by the fire with our coffee cups, like, oh, I learned so much about her heart today. Like, no, it's actually just really like <laughs> messiness. Like, it's hey, we're stopping by the park. Life. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's and it's good. really doing hard to make that together. transition. Mm-hmm. For a season, we were selling our house. So we moved to a camper on my husband's parents' property for a season. And we were kind of the people that often hosted because we were the ones with kids. And we did a, a once a week dinner. And we just kept on doing it. We threw a picnic table under a tree. We did paper plates and we did a fire. We sat around the fire once a week. Like you don't have to have the perfect situation, paper plates, frozen pizza, whatever it is. It's just about being together. And sometimes the simple stuff, running errands together, folding laundry together. It's the stuff life is made out of. Like I personally, I love that stuff. Like I love sitting on the floor with my friends while the kids run around and somebody's ripping off their diaper and you're chasing them because they're peeing everywhere. And and like, that's the stuff that life is made of and what a gift to do it together. So when you invite people into that kind of chaos, you're like, Hey, I'm going to buy a bunch of stuff I don't need at the dollar section and target and also some milk. Would you like to come? Like, that's like, that's the beautiful stuff. Yep. I love this idea. I've heard you guys talk about this idea of finding friends. Obviously, you're talking about like friendship's going to be hard. It's going to be messy. You may have hard conversations. Like Amy, I love that you said that because that's just real life. Like you're not going to agree with everyone. And so you can't expect to have these friends that are like perfectly exactly like you in all these ways. And so you guys have this phrase about not finding friends who are like-minded, but like-hearted. What do you guys mean by that? Talk to us about it. I think really what that means is again, it's like we've got this fairy tale in our head that somewhere it's this soulmate friendship perfection that somewhere out there our other half is just waiting for us to find them. And when we find them, it's going to be perfect and it's going to be smooth selling and we're going to align on everything. And that is it's just crap, honestly. It's just bull. Of course it's not. Like I love my husband more than anything in the world, but we don't agree on everything. We're not the same person. You know, and realizing you are right the same way people were raised. You don't have the same personality other people have. You don't look at the world the same way other people look at it. You're going to disagree on some stuff. That's okay. But at the end of the day, you do want to do people who are lighthearted. Are you going in the same direction? Do you want kind of the same things out of life? Do you know who they are and trust who they are? And is that reciprocated? Because that's a huge a huge deal. It's just that you don't have to agree on everything. They're not going to be perfect and you're not going to be perfect either. There are going to be some moments. I mean, honestly, I was at lunch yesterday with some friends and politics got brought up and you could just, we didn't, you know, there's some different 
there. But do we love people the same way? Do we have that same heart? Yeah. Well, it's interesting too, because I actually prefer, like I want a little spice in a friendship. I like getting to go back. We go back and forth about things all the time. But about probably really dumb things oh, too. Oh yeah. But, yeah. Like, you know. oh, you actually liked that product? I hated it. What are you thinking? Like those are, uh, that's as, as deep that's as it usually gets. That's the worst gets. TV show I've ever watched. Yeah, like watched. I'm yeah. actually you judging that? you. I'm You're like, you actually you like, like that. that fashion trend? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. You like the loafers this <laughs> yeah. trend? She's like, no, those yeah. are hideous. I'm like, oh, I love them. I'm like, do not wear them. No, I'm just kidding. It's interesting. So that makes a friendship, I think, really fun. And I've heard people say, well, we're just like not similar at all. And I'm just like, I, you know, obviously put my style in like, uh-huh. But I'm like, well, that's kind of a boring life that you'd want to find someone just so similar to you. At the same time, like you were saying, Amy, your friendship can only go so deep if someone doesn't have the same intentions about life that you do or the same goals for their family and kids and how they want their marriages and their homes to look and in, in a way, like an inward way, not an outward way, you know? And so I think that's so important too, because if we're kind of like headed different directions and what we want our life to look like. I mean, I have certain friends that, you know, we bonded in college and we had a lot of surface level similarities, but as we've grown and graduated and some of us have gotten married and started families, you just kind of see some differences. And yeah, we've drifted apart because where we're headed looks really different. And so I really like your point on that. And I think it's important, like with the like-hearted thing, though, too, like the importance of isn't the statistic like you are a combination of like your closest five people, like that is who's going to impact you the most. And so like you have to choose wisely, like you can't be choosing people who are not like-hearted as you because you will turn up into a different trajectory that you are not hoping to go down. And so I do think like I love that it's like a purpose and there's intention behind your all's idea of like, no, you must be like-hearted, but you can have different mindsets on things, which I think is really good. You're just not going to do everything the same way other people do stuff. And that is okay. Really, like I, when I'm choosing my friends, even like my, I want to fall in, not fall in love. That sounds stupid. But <laughs> not I want, to us. We speak like that. Yeah, fall in love. <laughs> but like what I want is to to bond us. Is I want to know their heart. I really want to know who they are at their deepest, and like be bonded over that. Like I like who they are. I think they make me better. And not that they're perfect, and not that we there aren't disagreements. But I think it's just so important. Like I like their, their soul. I think it's Dr. Maya Angelou has a quote about like your soul kind of being attracted to their soul. And I just, I love that concept. I think we have a tendency in our culture to believe that there's right and wrong. There's black, there's white, there's left, there's right. And there's nothing in between, but friendship and relationships and people in general, it's that there's so much gray. There's so much in the there. And I'm not saying that the two extremes don't exist. Sometimes they do. Sometimes there's just stuff that's just wrong, but a lot of it's just people doing life different and it's okay. And it's okay to release them, to release people that you're going on two different journeys. It's okay to release them and still love them and still want good for them. And I think as we mature, you know, we realize that it's not about, I don't hate them. I don't want bad for them. I don't dislike them. I don't need to tear them down. I don't need to talk bad about them. I just need to release them because our hearts are on different journeys and what we're looking for in life is very different. And that's, that's okay. Mm, That's good. Yeah. Well, jumping ahead a little bit, we're talking in your first book was more about, you know, how do we make friends? But then this book that's coming out is more to young girls and helping as moms, your daughters, and just younger girls navigate friendship, which let me just say, I have a four and a half year old who started 
full day pre-K this year. And two weeks in, we already had to have conversations about, oh, well, this girl said we shouldn't be friends with this girl. I, I mean, my jaw was like driving home. Like, you know, you're not supposed to act super shocked as parents. I'm just like, well, we don't believe that. We're friends with everyone. I'm like, how, you know, these pre-K little girls, I'm sure I would hope, I hope at least from my mouth, they haven't ever heard things like that come out. So it's just like, it's so weird how girls tend to struggle with that more. And it's just this constant battle. I mean, we can all probably look back at weird friendship things that have happened to us in middle school and beyond. And so what would you say? How, how do we kind of grow up believing some wrong things about friendship? And then what would you guys say to like moms helping their young girls? girls work through some of these lies? I think working on ourselves, we're figuring out those keys that we all need. I mean, in writing this book, I think I verbally process and sometimes I'm like, I might be saying something that's not true. I don't know yet, guys. We'll see. The main premise is like that we like blowing the lid off of that. We all struggle with this. It is a struggle for everybody to make and maintain deep friendships. So let's talk about it and get healing for ourselves and figure out the tools that we need to move forward. And how can we grow? I think that's number one, huge. I think number two is giving our kids the keys so that they can start younger than we did. Amy always says this, so they don't have to unlearn the lies later, but they're given the foundational truths of how they can make friends and be empowered to grow deep friendships. So I think that that's very much our heart. I know for me on a practical level, another thing that I like to do with my kids is just be vulnerable about my own friendship struggles as a kid specifically, so that they know that when that stuff comes up, that I'm a safe place and that I don't like not get it. Like that I haven't just always had these amazing friendships my whole life magically. That's good. The classic like little kid, like you don't even know what I'm talking about, mom. Like you don't even understand. And it's like, no, let me break down the wall now. <laughs> It did backfire when I like said something to my oldest about his friendships. It's like, mom, you didn't even have any friends in high school. How would you know? Oh, <laughs> gotcha. like, Dick and deep. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was vulnerable. Yeah. And that was meant to make it an open place. But yeah. Be- <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. But Amy, what were you going to say? Okay. First, I have to tell you all a funny story that my daughter said. Does it crack me up? She's in kindergarten. She's my only girl. And we're sitting there and I'm talking to her and I was like, hey, how was recess today? And she's like, it was bad. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, what happened that made it bad? And she was like, Chloe betrayed me. (laughs) Oh, Oh, with the seriousness. Okay. How did Chloe betray you? Like, I'm trying not to laugh because some big words for a five-year-old. Chloe betrayed me. And I was like, well, how did she betray you? And she said, I told her a secret. And she went and told, she told Beckett. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, that is a betrayal. <laughs> yeah. Forgive. And yeah. so relatable. Like that happens to us in friendship in our yeah. 20s and 30s. Like yeah. we really get that. Well, that's good. That's really- Like sometimes I think the more we watch our kids, we're like, I mean, they're just some human struggles that are just human struggles. And they've been human struggles since the beginning of time. True. We can learn how to wade through them, but some things aren't going anywhere. We can only get better at them. Yeah, that's good. That did crack me up. 
And of course, then my husband's like, well, we forgive people. And I was over there and I was like, we do forgive people, but we don't tell them our secrets anymore. Either. Yeah, some healthy boundaries, <laughs> girlfriend. Yeah. Well, you guys have offered so much good wisdom, whether you're a mom, like we were just talking about with these young girls, or if you yourself are still feeling really lonely and struggling in friendship, because we really have all been there and you can hear all the practical things in the world, but it doesn't sometimes take away the hardness and the pain and the hurt that we've experienced in friendship. So working through some of that stuff and then also just recognizing, okay, I'm going to put myself back out there, but it still might be painful at times, or I still might get my feelings hurt a little bit. We can still get our feelings hurt in our 20s and 30s and beyond. So yeah, we really appreciate what you guys are doing because I think it's needed in our culture, especially. And yeah, I'm excited for your new book to come out. Yeah, your book comes out November 8th. Where can we find your book and all the details of that? It's called I'll Be There and Let the Children's Version. It's for eight to 12 year olds. It's called Let's Be There and Let's Make Friendship Bracelets. I'll um, be there and let's. What did I say? Lisa, said, Let's Be There. It'll be I'll Be There and Let's oh, Make whoops. Friendship Sorry. 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 I'm still distracted <laughs> in this playroom. I'm not fully focused. <laughs> yes, I'll be there and let's make friendship bracelets. And really, one of the things is for eight to 12 year olds. One of the things we worked really hard is to make this an interactive book. So there are sticky note challenges. There are journal prompts. There are quizzes. There are like hidden messages. But with those journal prompts, we really wanted it to open up a conversation between daughters and their guardian, whoever that is, to open up and have good conversations because that's that's one of the best things you'll ever do with your kids is to listen to them. Just yeah. to be and to listen and to be a safe place and to hold their secrets and that when they want advice, you give them advice. And when they just need someone to be there, that you're there. So hopefully this book really opens up a lot of good conversations with those journal prompts. But yeah, we're yeah. excited about it. I love that. I even love all of our conversation today just reminded me of all of those qualities and characteristics of a good friendship, of being humble, you know, being vulnerable, being steadfast, being faithful. And I just love all of those aspects that you guys have talked about today and I know that are in your book. So I hope people check it out and learn more. Yeah, so, thanks, ladies. Thank you, Fun ladies. Meeting. We really you appreciate so your time today. Us. See ya. Hey, thanks for going there with us. If you loved what you heard, don't forget to follow along with us at Going There, the podcast. And it also means so much to us if you subscribe to our podcast and shared it with a friend. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon.